Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Believe it or not, this week, the week of Lech Lecha, is the third year anniversary of livealittlehigher.com. I cannot believe it. Three years ago, I moved to New York. It, my life changed completely, drastically. I was going through the emptiness syndrome. My kids have left the home and I had to reinvent myself and my husband and I, we moved here to be close to our children. And this is how livealittlehigher.com began. Not only that, 17 years ago on, on the parasha of Lech Lecha, the week of that parasha, my husband decided to become Shomer Shabbat and it changed the whole, the whole journey of our lives. We, we were going on one direction and suddenly this changing his life changed not only him, it changed me, it changed my kids' destinies and we are who we are right now because of this. So I always take an opportunity to say thank you to God in public, to acknowledge his kindness to us, to allow us to be able to see him and to be able to reveal him in this world and through our actions, through teaching, through inspiring other people. And um, really, I only have gratitude in my heart. So I, I didn't want to start this class without acknowledging uh, Hashem. So towards the end of Parashah Lech Leha, Abraham makes a covenant with Hashem. And the sages say that Abraham fulfilled the entire Torah before the giving of the Torah. He used to keep every mitzvah. It's more when the angels came uh, to visit him. He was in his third day of his bris. Uh, he was actually, it was Pesach, and he was keeping Pesach. He made matzah for the angels. So even before the Exodus, Abraham Avinu was already the, uh, fulfilling the mitzvah of, of, of Pesach. And then he didn't circumcise himself until Hashem asked him to do it himself. So there's a question, why Abraham Avinu kept every mitzvah there was in the Torah? before the Torah was given, so it was not a commandment for him, it was not an obligation, but nevertheless he did. And why did he wait till he was 99 years old for Hashem to ask him, to command him to do the mitzvah of Brit Milah, of circumcision? So that before the giving of the Torah, we have to understand, heaven and earth were completely separated. There was no merging of the two. Heaven was a heaven and earth was earth. And the mitzvah observance was only in deed. People used to do mitzvot, but it was only in the deed. It, it didn't permeate with holiness the material world. For example, if a man was going to put on tefillin, he would strap himself with some leather. He would put it around his arm and he would do the blessing. And then he would take it off. And at that moment, that strap of leather lost any holiness. It didn't maintain its holiness. After the giving of the Torah, the, the straps that contained the tefillin became holy objects. So after the giving of the Torah, tefillin are holy objects, mesuzas are holy objects, the Torah scrolls are uh, holy objects, the, the Torah books are holy objects. But before the giving of the Torah, the material world could not contain holiness. So the Sohar gives us an explanation that, uh, that says, explains that by setting out the staffs before Laban's sheep, Yaakov, who was the grandson of Abraham, drew down the same spiritual influence as he drew down through fulfilling the mitzvah of Tefillim. 
Once he had completed the service of the staffs, uh, they kept on um, being ordinary pieces of wood. So from here we see that before the giving of the Torah, the material world contained no holiness whatsoever. It was not permeated by holiness. Uh, the minute you did the mitzvah, it, you were able to draw down a certain amount of holiness. But once the mitzvah was done, the, the material article didn't contain the holiness. So after the Torah was given at Mount Sinai, the mitzvahs observed were endowed by God with the power to draw down holiness into material objects. And this is what changed. So the deeds of the patriarchs are a sign for the descendants and they paved the way for us ever since. So everything they did really, they were putting like the, like the, the stepping stones for us. They were paving the journey for us. This is what their mitzvah observance created in the, in, in the future generations. So our poten potential to perform mitzvot <clears throat> comes from our patriarchs, comes from Abraham Avino, from Isaac and Yaakov. So it was necessary that at least one mitzvah be performed by the patriarchs, which resembled the way in which we performed the mitzvahs after the giving of the Torah. So circumcision, Brit Milah, is, the, is, is unique in the aspect that it brings holiness uh, into the human body. So the moment a baby is born, eight days later, on the eighth day, the, the foreskin of that baby is cut, it's removed, and the whole organ is permeated with holiness for the rest of his life. So this holiness endures, as it says, and my covenant will be an eternal bond in your flesh. So the, the intent of the Brit Milah is to affect the actual physical flesh. It's to, to permeate that part of the body with holiness. And the physical organ is more than an intermediary through which the mitzvah is fulfilled. So for example, when a person puts on tefillim, the arm is the intermediary for the tefillim. But the moment that the tefillim are removed, the arm is not, is not uh, permeated with the holiness of the tefillim. But the brit milah, the organ in which the foreskin is removed, for the rest of the life of that person, that organ is permeated with holiness since the moment it's done until the moment he dies. So the, with regard to the Brit Milah, <clears throat> the purpose of the mitzvah is to affect the organ and the actual flesh. Secondly, it also affects the person for the rest of his life. And we can understand why Abraham waited for Hashem to give, them the, give him the commandment of Brit Milah, because he wanted the mitzvah to be a command from God. He didn't want to do it because he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it because Hashem asked him to do it, which is completely different. So when a person does a mitzvah because it feels good, because he resonates with it, I, I visit sick people, I feel good when I do it, I love visiting elderly, I, I enjoy being with them, I, and it's joyful for me, in reality, it's not like God is commanding me to go and do this mitzvah. It's right, really, for me, it's a pleasure. But when... God asks us to do something that goes against what is comfortable for us, what is against what we would like to do. Nobody wants his organ to be circumcised, obviously. Women don't need to have it because they come already circumcised from the inside. It's a, they're naturally circumcised, but men need to be circumcised. If you ask a, a baby, 
if he wants to be caught in, 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 in you know where, obviously he's not going to want it. It's painful. So Abraham waited for Hashem to ask him to do it so he had more merit. It would bring merit to do it because it goes against what he would want to do. It's painful. He doesn't want to have pain, but Hashem asked him to do it so he'll, he will do it for God. So there's tri three dimensions of circumcision. One is the removal of the foreskin. Then the, that one becomes circumcised it is uh, an ongoing quality. The person becomes circumcised. And thirdly, that one is no longer uncircumcised. So one is the removal of the foreskin. The second one is that the person becomes circumcised. And thirdly, that he is no longer uncircumcised. So if a baby, for example, there's babies that are born with a natural circumcision, they come already, the foreskin is removed. So what do you do with this baby? Is, it, does he, is he saved from going into the Brit Milah? And it says, no, nevertheless, it is necessary to draw forth the blood of the baby. So he has to be, uh, he has to be a person that is already not uncircumcised. So no matter what, these three requirements have to go with the circumcision. So these three dimensions in a spiritual sense, explains the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe in Asiha, being, circus, being circumcised refers to the service of doing good. So a person, when a baby, when a boy is circumcised and that organ is exposed because he has no more foreskin that is covering it, it is the service of doing good. It's revealing that innate goodness that you have inside of you. That is what it means in a spiritual sense. And the good in each person should be expressed in thought, in speech, and in action. We should think, speak, and do the same. Some people think one thing, they say another thing, and they end up doing uh, something, something completely different. So in our goodness, in revealing our goodness, it should be congruent in between thought, speech, and action. And then, not being uncircumcised refers to turning away from evil. We have a Yetzer Hara, we have a part of ourselves that is always trying to make us do the wrong thing, the not holy thing. You know, oh, I am hungry, there's nothing else to eat, I don't think Hashem will care if I eat a, a salad in a non-kosher restaurant. What does a salad have? How bad can it be? You know, and we try to to rationalize through this. But in reality, to eat a salad, there's a million things that you have to do before eating that salad. First of all, you have to wash the lettuce, you have to check for bugs, you have to make sure that the vinegar is not made out of wine, that is not kosher. There's many things that would make a salad not kosher. So when a person is saying here, turn away from evil, has to go against his yetzer hara, has to go against his evil inclination, has to say, you know what, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go against God, but to be able to do this, we have to run and do good. It's not enough to just run away from evil. We have to run and do good. Because if we run away from evil and we run away from this salad place and then two, two, two blocks away there's another one, your Yetzer Hara is going to continue bugging you, bugging you, bugging you and maybe you fall. But instead of just continue going and you say, you know what, 
I am gonna call my mom, I'm gonna call my grandmother, I'm gonna make a phone call to this person that is sick, I'm gonna listen to a shiur in the, in the phone, I'm gonna go to a, a synagogue and pray, and you turn away from evil and you run and you do good, then that's when you are protected from not falling. So the directive to every Jew is that we must constantly labor in our divine service. We should always be refining our inherent qualities. We all have good things inside of us. We're made with a Yetzer Hatov, with a divine soul full of goodness. And it's there, it's really in there. We just have to look for them and we have to reveal them and bring them out to the light. And this is what in a sense, in a spiritual sense, means to be circumcised. So even before circumcision, a baby, when he's in, in the womb of the mother, a, an angel comes and he puts a candle on top of his head and the baby is able to see from the beginning of the world till the end of the world. And, he's, and, and the baby is administered an oath in which the angel says, be righteous and not be wicked. And even before birth, there is a connection between the soul and the body. Because before the baby is going to come into this world, it's already there's a body. The soul is hovering over the body, but there's, there's a connection. The angel's telling the baby, make an oath, be righteous and not be wicked. Run away from bad and run away from evil and, and run and do good. So the, the body has an external connection to the soul, but through the Brit Milah, the soul connection to the body is internalized. The moment the baby has a breath, the, the divine part of that divine soul comes into the baby and infuses him with divinity. The next stage of this divine soul comes when the baby is, when the boy grows up and he's 13 years old and he does breath. For the girls, it's when they're 12 years old, uh, uh, bar mitzvah. For the girls, it's when they turn 12 and they do bat mitzvah, they become bat mitzvah. And the other part of the soul comes in when the, when the person uh, gets married. So there is a, co a connection at that moment in which the soul is entering the body. And the reward granted for the positive dimension of the mitzvah, which is the Jew becomes circumcised, merits the Jew to enter the world uh, to come, the world to be, the world to come. Once a person leaves this world, it gives him merit to go into the world to come. And the reward for the negative dimension that one is no longer uncircumcised is that our sages say that Abraham sits at the entrance of Gehinom, which in, in, in not Jewish terms would mean hell, and doesn't allow any circumcised Jew to, to enter. So he protects, protects that entrance. So Jews that are circumcised don't go into Gehinom. Even if Israel doesn't possess any good deeds, the Holy One, blessed be He, will redeem them in the merit of Brit Milah. And it says that Israel, the land of Israel, is destined for the Jewish people because of the mitzvah that Abraham Abino did so many years ago, the mitzvah of Brit Milah. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Thank you.